That was a great time of worship together. And it is my privilege today to start a new series with you called Mood Swingers. Now, it's just true right now. Our moods, man, a lot of them have been up and down. And it has been clearly shown on social media that we are hitting some highs and some lows. And scripture has a lot to say about how we should feel and how we should live. And so we're going to dive into a study of that. But today, it's actually not going to be me teaching. It's going to be one of my good friends. And he's actually someone that I consider a coach in my life. His name is Brian Lamoureux. He is the pastor of Reed. Reverb Church up in St. Augustine, Florida. And we are doing some of this series together. The next three weeks I will be teaching, but today we have the privilege of hearing from him. So let's go ahead and let Pastor Brian teach us today. Well, all right, Reverb Church, man, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so glad that you guys are here. We just want to take a minute and welcome all those uh, that are online right now. You know, today is an extremely special day. Let me tell you why it's special. is because not only are we going to be able to gather with people all around the world, right here in our city, but we're also right now welcoming an amazing church called Gulfside from Cape Coral, Florida. We're so glad that you guys are here. And we're so glad that you guys are joining us. We've got a brand new series that's kicking off called Mood Swingers. And we're going to collaborate on this series together. And let me just say how much I love your pastor, Pastor Paul and Tia. You know, they planted uh, Gulfside Church uh, just a few years ago. And now they're leading a life-giving church down there in uh, Southwest Florida. And we couldn't be more excited to be able to join with you guys. Uh, let me tell you, uh, Gulfside, I love your pastor. The man has got so much energy. In fact, he he actually, uh, I, I think I may have found my rival when it comes to energy and uh, just so proud of what God is doing there in your church and in your part of Florida as we're here in Northeast Florida, believing that God is changing lives uh, even in this season. Come on, we're believing for big things. And so we just want to tell you how much we love you, how excited we are to be able to jump in uh, with you during this series. And we believe that the best is yet to come. So let's get ready to kick off. If you've got your Bibles, go ahead and grab them. Go to Proverbs chapter four is where we're going to start today. And today as we begin this series, what we're going to do is we're actually going to, uh, we're going to come in and we're going to give you an overview of this series. And today uh, we're going to jump into this, what I believe uh, where Proverbs takes us is going to give us framework for where we're going to be going for the next few weeks. And so uh, Proverbs chapter four, uh, we're, we're going to get to it in just a moment, but let me just ask a couple of quick questions before we do. Number one is this, is what would it be like, what would it be like if humans, if we never became emotional? What would it be like if we, we didn't show emotion? Or what if we were able to control emotions all of the times? And, and when I think about uh, what if we didn't have emotions or, or what if we didn't, uh, weren't able to communicate through emotions, then we would kind of be like, think about it, we'd probably be like Spock in Star Trek. I'm a big Star Trek fan and and uh, he's all about logic. He's all about the facts. He, he doesn't show a whole lot of emotion, but but we're created differently. We're created differently. And in fact, God, God has created us in his image. And what we see is God's emotions are revealed in the scriptures. 
And so therefore God has created us as emotional beings. I want you to think about that. What we see uh, throughout scripture is we see the emotions of God being written uh, in this beautiful, beautiful word of his. And so if we're created in his image, then of course he has created us in his likeness. And so we're going to have emotions. And so uh, Proverbs chapter four, it's, it's a beautiful text. And so what I wanted to do is in, in this collection of, of sermons, what we wanted to do is give you some framework for our emotions. And we need to know what it means in light of God's word. Because what we could do is we could look to all kinds of externals. We could look to all kinds of places. Uh, but we believe that God's word has a lot to say about the way that we're built and the way that our emotions come across. And so King Solomon in, in Proverbs chapter four, he's actually, uh, he's writing down this wisdom. But what we see is that he's actually speaking as a father would to his son. And so I want to read this to you. Proverbs chapter four, we're going to start with verses one through four. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation today. And uh, normally we're in the ESV, but I'm going to read some from the New Living because I really believe it captures the heart of where we're going to go uh, over the course of these next few minutes together. And we're going to read a few verses and we're going to skip down into the text and really dig out some gold here in Proverbs chapter four. Here we go. Starting with verse one, it says this, my children, listen when your father corrects you, pay attention and learn good judgment for I am giving you good guidance. Don't turn away from my instructions for I too was once my father's son tenderly loved as my mother's only child. My father taught me, take my words to heart. Take my words to heart. I want you to lean into this text just for a minute. Take my words to heart, follow my commandments, and you will live. Think about that for just a moment. King Solomon is saying, listen to these commands, listen to these words, and you'll live. Doesn't this sound like fatherly language? Doesn't this sound like something that the heavenly father would say to us, you and I, as, as we're thinking about his word to us? It's not a killjoy. His word is life to us. His, his commands are life to us. And so here Solomon has the heart of God the father, and he's saying these words, listen to these words, listen to my commands, and you will live. Let's skip down to verse 18. The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines even brighter until the full light of day. But the way of the wicked is like total darkness. They have no idea what they are stumbling over. My child, pay attention to what I say. Again, Solomon pulling our attention to the words that he's about to say. He says, listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart for they do what? They bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. This, this word that God is giving us today is gonna bring healing to our entire body, to our entire being, everything that he has built inside of us. And then in verse 23, which is the crux of everything that we're gonna talk about today, verse 23 says this, guard your heart above all else. Guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. 
Let's pray together. Father, thank you. No matter where we find ourselves today, God, around the world, I know that you are you're opening up our eyes to see and our ears to hear. God, thank you so much for Reverb Church. Thank you so much for, for Gulfside today as we gather together under one name, the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. And so today, God, we lean into you. I'm asking Holy Spirit that you would just speak life over us through your word, that today, God, that you would bring us into alignment. God, I know that we're all over the place, the spectrum of where we are. God, our our moods are swinging every which way, but you are life. Your word and your commands are life. Bring healing to us in this moment from the inside out is what we're desiring today. And we ask Holy Spirit of God that you would speak loud and clear. God, that you would do what only you can do today. Transform us by your power as we lean into your amazing word that you have for us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen and amen. We love to celebrate God's word here at at Reverb Church. Well, hey, listen, the title of today's message is Managing Our Moods. Managing Our Moods. And uh, how many of you guys, let me ask you this, as we kind of talk about the framework of of this series, how many of you guys have ever used an emoticon in a text. Anybody ever used an emoticon? Uh, listen, I, I use them pretty often to express uh, in my, you know, in my instant messaging, in my texting. I use them quite a bit because I'm an expressive person, and uh, so I, I know uh, some of the guys are like, "Well, I don't use emojis." Well, you should because emojis actually help the the text come off. When they when they came out with emojis, I was so excited because I was thinking, "Man, now I can actually express." Because words, if, if emojis aren't used, can be very confusing. And so in this series, it's pretty cool. In fact, we've been, we've been encouraging people, even in our, uh, in our chats and stuff, hey, throw an emoji out there. Let us know how you're feeling in this moment, especially in this season. In this season. And, and, and what we're finding is, is that in this digital world, emojis really help us express what we're feeling as we're sending out information. And so during this COVID crisis, what I can say is that I have found, honestly, I have found my emotions kind of all over the place. You know, one moment I'm fine. The next moment I'm all, you know, I don't know why, but I, I, you know, there's joy and then there's sadness and then there's depression and then there's righteous anger. And and there's just all of these, the spectrum of emotions that are, that are happening. In fact, my, my emotions are about as inconsistent as our stock market right now. I mean, if you think about it's up, it's down, it's, it's, it's all over the place. And so today uh, I want us to be thinking about where are your emotions? How have you locked this in? Uh, One of the number one things that we're hearing from parents is how difficult homeschooling has been. So like, right, you've got, you got, we got work, right? You've got your regular work and now you're, you're homeschooling. So think about your emotions. All you parents out there, you know what I'm talking about. At 8 a.m., Johnny's the best thing in the entire world. By 10 a.m., you're like, Johnny, if you ever do that again, right? Like you've got this whole spectrum of emotions that are happening and God has built us for emotion. He's built us for emotion. And so what I wanted to do is I wanna look at scripture. I want us to get to this place where we can really begin digging in to to where we're going. And, And since God created us as emotional beings, we feel love, 
joy, happiness, guilt, anger, disappointment, fear, and the like. He's created these emotions inside of us. So if we feel love and fear and anger and and all of these things, we're emotional beings. God created us this way. And sometimes our emotions are pleasant to experience. And then there's sometimes they're really brutal to the soul. They take a toll on us. They take a toll on us. They, they, they begin to wear on us. Sometimes it's great. Man, if we're having a great day and the joy of the Lord is in our life and we're expressing all of that joy and laughter, we're around family and friends, but so much of that honestly has been cut off in this social distancing. And so instead of having all this laughter and joy, we, we feel distant, we feel depressed, we feel sad, we feel angry, we feel anxiety because we're so used to being around human emotion that, that lifts our spirits. And that's why we've been talking about as a church, man, we've been talking about getting together online and creating community because of how important it actually is. But sometimes it's brutal to the soul. So here's what I really want you to see. Here's the bigger statement that I want you to catch today. Our emotions must become grounded in the truth of God's word. They've got to become grounded. Like the, the, the emotions of our life, the way that God has built us, they have to be grounded in him as a foundation, in his word that is a foundation. But often times they are grounded in, in, in something totally different. Many times they're grounded in the, in the, in the enemy's lies. Think about that for a minute. They're grounded in the enemy's lies based upon false realities. Think about uh, all the what ifs. Come on, come on, all my what if people, raise your hand right now. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like the, the enemy's lies are actually uh, the he'll, he'll tell you lies. He'll he'll tell you what he wants you to believe. If you don't believe that there's someone, there's an enemy of your soul, then you are absolutely deceived. See, he wants to come in and share these lies with you and then spin your mind in your heart in a place where we aren't grounded in God's absolute truth, God's promises that are yes and amen. And we've got to hold fast to those promises. In fact, we must remember, here's the deal. We've got to remember that the devil is a deceiver. He's a deceiver. That's what he does. That's that's what he loves to do. He loves to deceive us as Christians. He loves to deceive non-Christians. He loves to get us spun up to believe lies that we would never believe about ourselves, about other people. And that's when our emotions, honestly, when we begin to believe a lie, that's when our emotions really spin out of control. The devil is a deceiver and his native tongue his native language, if he was, if he was a, a linguist, his native language is lies. That's, that's who the enemy of our soul is. That's what he does. And so emotions are powerful and real. They're the ones that are real. The emotions can, can, can be indicators. They can help us understand maybe where our heart is, but, but uh, emotions are real. And the enemy knows how to spin us up. And so what I want us to do is I want us to see where, where Jeremiah chapter 17, Jeremiah, the prophet, he, he speaks to this. And, and this is what he says. He says, the heart is deceitful above all things, above all things. Our heart is. What does that mean? 
Have you ever tried to lean into what your heart feels like instead of truth? Have, have, have you ever heard somebody, just follow your heart, just follow your heart. It's, it's gonna lead you in all the right direction. I can tell you, I know people that are following their heart right now that is absolutely moving in an opposite direction of what God's word would absolutely say. See, God's word would say one thing and they're, they're following their heart instead of following the truth of the gospel. And, and so what we have to understand is that Jeremiah's got it right, that our heart is deceitfully wicked above all things and is desperately sick. In fact, the Bible says, who can understand it? And then the Lord declares this in verse 10, I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. Can I just share with you just for a moment that I think it's so important that we don't follow our heart, but that we follow the truth the truth of God's word. We were even having a conversation uh, a couple of weeks ago. We were saying, what is absolute truth? Well, absolute truth is the word of God. That's what. That's where when you and I, we're, we're emotional and, and we're going chaotic and, and crazy and trying to figure out what we're supposed to do. We run to the word of God that is our truth. It grounds us. And so if not, our heart is deceitfully wicked. I can't go by the way that I feel all of the time, even though I'm an emotional being, even though I'm created with all of these emotions. How do I bring them into alignment? See, uh, the, the, the title of today's message is really managing our moods. How do we manage our moods? Well, we've got to get out of the, the idea that we just follow our heart because our hearts are central to managing our moods and emotions. So what do we do with it if our, if our heart if our heart is all about where, our, our, where we manage our moods and emotions, we have to do something with the heart. The heart is the issue. The heart, if I'm, if I'm all over the place and the spectrum is crazy, I've got to deal with my heart. That is what Solomon is saying in Proverbs chapter four. Look at verse 23. He says, guard your heart. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. We allow so much in our culture in. And as followers of Jesus, for those that love God, our responsibility is to guard our heart above all else, above anything else. If I want my life to, to be in alignment, if I want the truth of, of, of really understanding who I am, if I want to speak the truth and, and really emote the truth and have emotions with the truth, then, then what Solomon is saying is so true. We've got to guard our heart. We've got to guard what is going in. There's, there has to become a truth filter. There has to become something that we put over our heart so that we can experience the truth of who God's love is, the way that he's designed me, the way that I'm supposed to experience all of these amazing emotions that he has given me. He says, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. It determines the course of your life. If we're not guarding our heart, 
then the course of our life is going to be skewed. It's going to have its own opinion. It's going to want to do what it desires to do. But if we guard our heart, if we put the God filter, if we put the word of God as a filter over our heart, what we will experience is the the truth of what God wants us to see about ourselves, experience about ourselves, experience about our life. This is, it's gonna determine the course of our life if we would guard our heart. If we don't guard our heart, then we're gonna find ourselves off track. We're gonna find ourselves going around circles and circles and circles, and we're gonna experience emotions that God has never designed for us or the pain that God has never designed for us to experience. It's because... We haven't put the filter of God's word over our heart, but it it determines our life. And then he goes on and he says in verse 24, and I think this is so important because it talks about what we're trying to filter out. What What are we trying to keep out of our heart? He goes, he says, avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. You don't have to go very far in our culture before we're inundated by all the negativity. Turn on the TV, turn on your phone, turn on your iPad or your computer, and it doesn't take you long to be inundated, to be overwhelmed. Think about this with all of this corrupt speech, with all of these things that that God is wanting to make sure we filter out, we are allowing in. And in verse 25, he goes on and he says, look straight ahead. What are we looking straight ahead? I mean, I think about, if my goal is to follow Jesus with all of my heart, with all of my mind, with all of my soul, with all of my strength, that should be the target that is straight ahead for every single person, that we should look out there and say, God, that's my heart, that I wanna follow you with everything that I have within me. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. What lies before you? See, distractions are real. Have you been distracted? Uh, maybe during this crisis, have you have you found yourself like totally distracted on 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 the things that are around you and the things that are going on in your life? Have have, have you found yourself like to, like I, I was having a conversation with my family yesterday and I was like I I, I really want to even shift even more of my focus on, on maybe not so much TV or maybe not so much uh, just media feed and all that stuff that I want to shift my attention because distractions are many. It, we, we have them at our fingertips everywhere that we go. But the Bible says, look straight ahead, look straight ahead, look straight ahead so that we don't get distracted to the left or to the right. In fact, many distractions in our world would draw us away from God being our main focus. Think about that. It doesn't take long to, to, for all of this to come into our lives so that God is not our main focus. Listen, maybe, maybe week one, you were in your word and you were praying and you were, man, week one of this crisis, when you got locked in or shut in wherever you're at, man, maybe God was like the very center. And then week two, maybe you were still pressing in, but maybe not quite as long. Now we're weeks in. Are you still pressing in the way that God had you pressing in when you first began? Or maybe you're just now catching on that this is a time where we get to stop and we get to get our emotions in check and get our hearts in check with God. See, many distractions would draw us away, but you and I make progress towards managing our moods by staying intensely focused. This word intensely is there on purpose. Like we can stay focused on God, but we've got to stay intensely focused in this season on God and his word. 
So let me ask you this, are your emotions, are your emotions all over the place? If so, where has your focus been? Has it been in prayer? Have you spent the time that you know that maybe God is calling you to in in his word or in his presence and at a time of worship? Have you tried to recalibrate your heart? Because it's the heart, it's the heart, it's the heart that we have to filter. It's the heart of everything that's going on inside. If we want the right, uh, if we want the right emotions to come out, if we want the right words to come out, if we want the right ideas to come out, and we want love to come out, then, then where are we focusing? And so in closing, this is what I want us to do. I want us to think about this right now. I want you to think about this idea of what it means to saturate your heart in God. What does it mean to saturate your heart? Because here, here's what we know. We are, we are transferred through the renewal. We are transformed through the renewal of our minds. Think about that. Paul writes this in, in Romans chapter 12. He, how are we transformed? We're transformed by the renewal of our mind. When, when God is going to do something, he, he's going to start here in our mind through his word and transform us from the inside out and the power of the Holy Spirit. The, the spirit of God's already at work in our lives. The spirit of God is at work in and through our lives. The one who produced in us self-control. I, when our emotions are out of whack, it's because we're not walking in the spirit we're not walking in the word and we're not walking in self-control. All of these are a part of the, the emotions that God has, has built us with. It's all a part of what God is doing in our lives. In fact, I, I want you to see this. This is such a cool text. As, as we get ready to, to close out our time together, I want you to see the words, the red letters of Jesus. See, Jesus in, in chapter uh, seven of, of John, the gospel of John, Jesus addresses the people during the festival of tabernacles. Now, what's interesting about this festival of the tabernacles is that these last six or seven days of this festival uh, is all about the harvest and the people are praying for rain. They're praying for rain. During this season, the time, there wouldn't have been a whole lot of rain for their crops, but the people are, are during this festival are praying to God for rain. And then Jesus, he comes in and he, he comes on the scene. And he's right there during the Feast of the Tabernacle. And, and, and he comes in and this is what he says in, in John chapter seven, verse 37. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and he cried out. This is what he said. He says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. If anyone's thirsty, if anyone's longing, if you're in a dry season, if your emotions are all over the place, if you're at a place where I can't control the way that I'm feeling, I can't, look, listen, some of that we totally understand, but in order to bring them into alignment, maybe it's because you're dry. Maybe because supernaturally, you've got nothing to give. Maybe it's because you find yourself in a desert season or you're in the wilderness and God is wanting to give you fresh water. He wants to give you a fresh drink of his Holy Spirit. He wants to give you a fresh drink of his word, a fresh drink as you pray and as you cry out. Jesus says, if anyone's thirsty, let him come to me and drink. 
And then he goes on and he says, and whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart. I want you to see this. This is so, so important because Jesus says, if you're thirsty, come and drink because out of your heart will flow rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. This, this word heart, this word heart is actually koilia, koilia in the Greek. This, this word koilia is, is the word for belly. It's the word for heart. It's the word for the innermost part of man. This word, this word right here is about everything inside of me. This is the, the seat of the emotions of everything that we are. This is where God has placed everything that I am inside. It's as if it's coming up out of me. And what Jesus is saying is that out of the seat of my emotion, out of the seat of my heart will flow rivers of living water. And when I am not emoting right, when I am not in the right place, in the right frame of mind, then out of my heart is gonna flow everything else. But when I ask God to give me a drink, when I ask God to give me a drink to satisfy my thirst, when I'm in his presence, when I've put the filter over my heart, when I've allowed his commands to be life, when I've allowed the word of God to come in, like the Proverbs say, and become life to me, that I would look to the words of my heavenly father and those commands that he gives me, that they would become life to me. Now my heart will flow rivers of living water. This is, this is what I'm gonna ask you to do today. This is, this, is my, this is my plea to all of us. Come on, Gulfside. Come on, Reverb Church. Come on, those that are watching right now online. Let me, let me encourage you today. For the person that doesn't know Jesus, your first response is to allow this message of hope and love, the message that God loves you with a crazy kind of love that he sent his one and only son to die in your place for your sins so that today your heart can be made right. And I, let me just share with you about the heart. The heart is the seat of all emotions. And in order for you and I to have the right view toward God, God has to give us a brand new heart. God has to give us a brand new life. In fact, the Bible says he doesn't fix a broken heart. He gives us a brand new heart. He doesn't fix our spirit. He gives us a brand new spirit. The Bible says that we become a new creation in Christ Jesus. That means that all of my old man, all of my past, all of my brokenness, all of my shame, all of that goes away and God gives me a brand new start, a brand new life, a brand new heart. I don't know about you, but that's good news. When I needed it, God came in and he did that for me. Today, he wants to do that for you, for someone that doesn't have a relationship with, with God the Father through his son, Jesus. Maybe today you're here and you have that relationship, but your emotions are out of control. Could it be, could it be that you have not gotten to the place where you are really surrendering, allowing the filter of God's word to be over your heart? Is it that our emotions are all over the place because we're not spending the adequate time drinking from the living water that Jesus has given us, that Jesus desires for us to drink? Could it be? So today, no matter where you're at, would you just close your eyes just for a moment? 
I don't want to pray for every single person, no matter where you're at on that spectrum. Maybe it's both for that first person that doesn't know Jesus. Emotions are everywhere. Emotions are flying during this time. You've got fear and anxiety. You've got depression. All of these things are surrounding your life. Can I tell you the answer to all of that, the answer to every emotion that you will ever experience is Jesus. He is the author, the Bible says, and he is the finisher of our faith. He is the creator that comes in and creates in us a brand new heart, a brand new life. And doesn't matter what you did last night, doesn't matter what you did 30 years ago, his grace is coming to you right here, right now in this moment. And so today, if you do not have a relationship with Jesus, I would love to invite you into one right now. In just a moment, I'm gonna say a simple but very powerful prayer that I believe that as you say these words, it's not my prayer for you. It is your prayer to God. It is your heart to God's heart. And in just a moment, I'm gonna lead you in a prayer. If that's you, in just a moment, I'm gonna pray for you. But come on, isn't it time that we stop trying to live out our life by ourselves or on our own? Wouldn't it be amazing that you would bring alongside the creator of the universe, the one who created you, who knew you in your mother's womb to bring you, that you two would walk together in this world, that you two would walk together in relationship? Come on, if that's you, I would love to pray for you. Just pray this. Say, say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Come into my life right now. I believe you died on a cross for me. And I believe that you rose from death to life for me. Today, I give you my heart. Today, I give you everything that I am. I, I admit and I confess that I am a sinner in need of a savior. And I just wanna say thank you for meeting me right here, right now, in this moment. Thank you for changing me from the inside out. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Hey, listen, for everybody else, let's just keep our heads bowed just for a moment. Let's just pray together. As our emotions are all over the place that God would do something with our heart, it is central. It's central. Father, right now, I just pray for those that are following you, those that love you, those that seek your face. God, I pray in these few weeks that we have together, these next few weeks, God, that you begin showing us areas of our heart, areas of our life that we have yet to surrender to you. God, I also pray that we would learn how to drink from your living water, learn how to run to you more and more in prayer, learn how to spend time with you alone so that, Lord, we are creating that filter of your word, the, the filter of your presence over our heart so that we can express emotions the way that you have called us to express those. So today, I pray for every single person. I pray right now, Holy Spirit of God, that you would meet them right where they're at. I believe that your power is going out even now in this moment that you're transforming hearts and lives. And God, we will give you all the praise. Today, we will give you all of the honor. Today, we will give you all of the glory. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen and amen.